Welcome to another episode of Academy Days. I'm your host and author, Judith. Welcome to the story. Academy Days, Episode 27, Inside a Story. Lacey Winters clutched the handle of her school bag with one hand and the end of her braid with the other. Her face flamed hot and prickly, and the pressure behind her eyes warned her that privacy was an immediate necessity. But where could she go in a school building packed with over 300 people? Where are you going? We have English, Gray said, passing her going in the opposite direction. Lacey mumbled a sound, something that never actually amounted to a word, and kept going. Usually one could count on a stall in the restroom for privacy, but there was no way she was going back into that room where Rilla Meyer stood center stage, ready to make embarrassing jokes and glean payment and laughter from anyone who thought laughing with Rilla some kind of reward in itself. A failed math test and sour strawberries for breakfast were to blame for this. Lacey bit her lips, but a sort of pale whimper managed to escape through her nose. An achy stomach, a math-fogged mind, and the dread of telling Mom and Dad she'd flunked another test had her so distracted she'd come out of the bathroom stall and run straight into Rilla. She'd mumbled sorry and bent over the sink to wash her hands. And Rilla had started in with snickered questions and comments about why she was so moody. Rilla's laughter, her words, was like that day Lacey had sat with London's friends at lunch. Somehow the hints and tones made her feel odd, strange, naive. Maybe she was. Maybe she'd always been and no one had ever told her. Lacey lowered her head and pretended to search for something in the side pocket of her backpack. If she kept her head down, no one would notice her. She'd be invisible. She barreled against something, a hard object that spun away from her. She looked up to see Miss Tomer rescuing her teaching cart mid-careen. Sorry, Lacey breathed and tried to arc away from the teacher's path. Lacey, where are you going? You have English this hour. Come on. We have lots to cover, and I don't want any stragglers today. She waited for Lacey to reverse course, and then like some kind of sheep herder, she corralled not only Lacey, but a few other rambling students towards the correct classroom. Make sure you have all your materials and take your seats, she called as she entered the classroom behind Lacey and the others. We have a lot to talk about today. Lacey fingered away the last of the moisture in her eyes as she sat down. At least Rilla Myers wasn't in her grade, or in any of her classes. Open your literature books to page. Mrs. Tomer dove into the day's lesson and started to give a summary of some author's life. Lacey lost the name and the page numbers as she rummaged in her bag for her textbook. She didn't have it. She knew where it was at home, on the floor, beside her bed. She'd read the assignment right before falling asleep last night, and now, if she raised her hand, Miss Tomer would insist she use the Book of Shame, the spare-lit book covered in bright orange cloth, a puffy iron-on of Shakespeare's face on the front. Not today. She could not get up while everybody watched and get the Book of Shame. Lacey fingered the spine of reluctant dinner partners and hunkered down behind Gray's straight back. 
She pulled the book onto her desk and flipped to chapter three, the scene where Anthea's mother first insists that Anthea sit next to Richard Radcliffe. Lacey let herself be carried away into eighteenth-century etiquette, culture, and courtship. Lacey, Lacey Winters, I need your attention, please. Miss Tomer's voice came at her just as Gray turned around and planted a hand in the middle of Lacey's book. Lacey slowly raised her eyes to the teacher. Sorry, what? Miss Tomer pressed her lips together. Never mind, Lacey. She doesn't have her book. Paxton Price said, "She should have to use the book of shame. You made me use it last week." Lacey half rose from her seat. Paxton, since you are full of suggestions, hand your book over to Lacey and come claim the book of shame for yourself, please. Lacey plopped back into her seat. Was using Paxton's book really any better than the book of shame? He'd been eating cheese curls in the hallway before class. She doubted he'd bothered to sanitize his hands afterwards. She took the book, being careful not to get it against any part of her clothing. She stared down at a picture of O. Henry, him and his trick endings. He thought he was so clever, but he never written anything half as interesting as a peasant princess or reluctant dinner partners. Stay after class, please, Lacey. Miss Tomer said next. Lacey shrank in her seat. Great, a one-on-one talk with a teacher was never a good thing, and it would be dreadful on a day like today. Paxton held the book of shame in front of his face and waggled the picture of Shakespeare back and forth like a bobblehead at Lacey. Nah, nah, nah. Shakespeare seemed to say. Lacey glared. With a haircut like that, Shakespeare didn't have much room to talk in the odd department. Thirty minutes later, as Miss Tomer shuffled the last student out of the classroom, and closed the door, Lacey stared at the top of her desk. Already, heat crept up the back of her neck. So, what are you reading these days, Lacey? Miss Tomer asked, sitting down in Paxton's vacated seat. Lacey mutely pulled out reluctant dinner partners and a peasant princess. Miss Tomer scanned the backs of both books. They sound interesting. Why do you like them? Lacey blinked. They were going to chat books. I, I like stuff that has to do with royalty or people living in big houses with servants and fancy dress and, and stuff. Lacey felt her face turn red now. How silly! Like something a little girl would say who plays dress up. Miss Tomer smiled. Me too. It's so different from my day-to-day life. Miss Tomer tapped reluctant dinner partners. Now Anthea, the main character in this book, what is her struggle? Lacey blinked. Um, her mom wants her to marry somebody rich. Miss Tomer nodded. No doubt, but deeper than that, what does Anthea want? For her mom to stop making her sit next to Richard at dinner, Lacey shrugged. Miss Tomer fluttered the pages of the novel. Hmm. She scanned portions here and there throughout the book. My guess is that Anthea wants to know that whatever man she marries, that he will love her for who she is. Lacey sat up. She loves botany. 
She even grafts two trees together to make an apple pear, but her mom doesn't like it that she spends so much time in the greenhouse getting dirty and reading science books. Her mom thinks that a man won't want to marry a woman who likes science. Miss Tomer's eyes brightened. Aha! So this is a lie Anthea struggles with, even as she wants to fall in love with Richard, yes? Lacey felt the corners of her mouth lift. Yeah, she thinks that when Richard finds out about her love for botany, he won't like her anymore. She even tries to give up on her apple pear. Miss Tomer examined a peasant princess. And this young woman? Why does she run away from the luxury and privilege of her royal life? Lacey looked down at the picture on the cover, showing a girl covering her royal gowns with a tattered, stained shawl. She, she wants to know the people she's going to rule someday. She's afraid something is being hidden from her. Again, Miss Tomer flipped through the pages, seemingly getting a summary of the story with just a few glances. But inside, Lacey, what does the princess fear? Lacey bit her lip inside. She, she's afraid it's wrong for her to be a princess because, because it makes her so different and, and sometimes people don't understand who she really is inside. Miss Tomer nodded and stacked the books together and handed them back to Lacey. I think that was a good literature lesson, don't you? Lacey slowly unzipped her backpack. Literature lesson? Miss Tomer rose. That's what we're doing all year, Lacey. That's why we're reading literature and analyzing it and pulling it apart to look at images and symbols to help us understand how ideas, beliefs, philosophy, how they are communicated through story. And story is so powerful because it touches our souls, our minds, our emotions, and it teaches us about ourselves. Not only that, but it can teach us about God. A clamor of voices started to rise in the hallway. I need to let the next class in before they cause a riot, but Lacey, any time you want to discuss one of your books, you can come chat, okay? Lacey got up and sidestepped towards the door. Okay, I am sorry for not paying attention. Miss Tomer nodded, smiled, even as Lacey turned to slide past the group of students waiting to enter from the hallway, she barely noticed their stares. All those ideas were in her favorite books. How had she not seen them before? And Miss Tomer? She'd made Lacey feel understood, almost normal again. Thank you for listening to another episode of Academy Days. Until next time... Bye.